Hey guys, I'm Dimitri, and I'm excited to have the chance to talk to an inspiring entrepreneur and a leader in healthcare. Choi Chung is a young pharmacist that has been able to make tremendous leaps in his career in just one short year. Choi is a founder and director of Orbis Health, manager at an inner city pharmacy, published author, and a true visionary in healthcare. You can really relate to Choi's story as he comes from an immigrant family, he's faced numerous challenges personally and professionally, and yet he continues to persevere and follow his vision. I'm excited to hear about what valuable lessons Choi has for us to inspire all of us to follow our dreams and to do more, no matter what the circumstances. Hey guys, today we have the privilege to sit down with Choi Chung, who is the founder of Orbis, a manager of an inner city pharmacy, as well as a recently published author. Choi graduated from the, uh, from the class of 2017, and he has worked as a student, as a pharmacist, and now as a manager. And he has grown to really love the field of pharmacy, and I believe that he really has a great story to tell us today. How are you doing today, Choi? Good, good, thank you. So, what can you, can you give our listeners a little more information about your background, where you come from? Yeah, so born born and raised in Edmonton, uh, like you said, I'm uh, you know I'm a recent graduate from the University of Alberta here, uh, and I I wear a few few different hats to to say to say the least. Um, so we'll we'll sort of start off with I guess my uh, my childhood, right? So growing up, you know, um, our family didn't didn't have much, you know, we, we come from very humble beginnings, right? Um, mom was always working all the time. So, you know, uh, I was, I was really truly raised by my grandmother and my aunt primarily. And, you know, through that experience, I, I spent a lot of time with, with my grandmother who, you know, unfortunately she, she had a very complex me medical history to say the least. You know, she had, she suffered from mental health conditions, from, um, you know, um, your typical chronic conditions that, that you would get as you, as you get older, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And she actually eventually um, lost her vision as well. So she developed blindness throughout her life, near the end of her life. Now, it was actually my grandmother that actually, you know, was the one that really pushed me into wanting to go after something to do with healthcare, right? And I'll, I'll share a story with you, if, if, if you don't mind. So I remember when I was, you know, when I was growing up, uh, my, my memories of my grandmother, you know, were surrounding her fear of going to the doctor's office. You know, there was many times where even though her health was deteriorating, she just refused to go because her anxiety was uncontrolled. She was, she was fearful of going to the doctors. She didn't know English, right? So anytime she would go in, it would be my aunt translating, you know, what the doctor was saying. And that, you know, that experience was just so, so frightening for her, right? And I can't even imagine what it what it truly feels like. But I remember as she got older and older, you know, her her pain started getting worse, and she again continued to not see the doctor. It actually got to a point where 
you know, she would refuse to go and she would actually send my aunt to go to the doctor's office to beg him for refills of a, prescri a prescription, right? And it was just so unfortunate seeing that. And at that time when I was younger, I didn't really truly understand what was going on. But thinking back, I, I realized that, you know what, a lot of people actually struggle with this, right? A lot of people actually struggle with going, you know, with booking that appointment, with making it to that appointment, right? And so later on in her life, she actually started to, you know, develop macular degeneration. So she started losing her vision, right? And that fear of going to the doctor, that was still there. She refused to go. She actually tried to self-treat herself with, you know, over-the-counter eye drops at the time. And it just didn't work. And she started to lose her vision slowly and slowly and slowly until she almost lost it entirely, actually. And thinking back at that experience made me realize that I want to help people like that. I want to help people that struggle to, to access healthcare because of certain barriers, right? Whether it's transportation, whether it's, you know, a fear um, you know, of the unknown or whether it's um, some, some other form of barrier that they just can't overcome. And so that's actually why I started Orbis Health. Orbis Health is a health and wellness company that was founded last year and it aims to actually bridge the gap for patient care for those that are not able to to get uh, you know to overcome those barriers right and you know over the past year we've been we've been growing this company and we've been trying to publish a lot of a lot of valuable content that people um you know would find really useful right so these are articles these are social media posts right but now we're actually branching out into a different section of the of the uh, company where we're starting to expand our services now where we want to actually offer home visits, office visits for those people that can't access healthcare, right? We want to be able to follow up with people over telehealth or, you know, through home and office visits again, um, if that's what they prefer so that they don't miss out on, you know, important diagnosis or they don't miss out on, you know, not having their medications or not being able to, to get the healthcare services that they need in time. Right, when and where they need it. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I appreciate that a lot. It sounds like your family has gone through a lot of struggles, and at the same time, it sounds like they've also been great role models for you as well, motivating you to help you get where you are today. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned that Orbis has had to sort of also travel through a bit of a change as well since it first initiated, first it first started with the idea. Mm -hmm. um, how did you first come up with the idea of Orbis? Yeah, so, I mean, I remember, you know, I, I actually founded Orbis when I was uh, studying for my boarding exams, my pharmacy boarding exams. And it was just because at that time, you know, I was about to graduate. So I pretty much had learned everything that I possibly uh, could in school, right, in terms of the, the curriculum and what have you. And I realized that, you know, pharmacists actually can play such a huge role in our healthcare system being that you know primary care provider for you know for patients that don't have a health uh, a regular family doctor or for for patients that struggle to actually you know um, make it into their doctor's office because of, of wait times or or overbooked um, appointment list right so I actually um, 
I actually did a, a small survey, small study where we interviewed about 20 or 30 different people, right? Tried to understand what their perspective of, of the healthcare system was, what their experience of the healthcare system was. And through that study, I actually started to realize, you know, the average wait time to actually go in to see your family doctor is about five days, right? And so <clears throat> as a healthcare provider, you, you also know, you know, a lot can change over the five days, right? Your condition can get so much worse in that time frame. And so I felt like, you know what, there needs to be some sort of solution to this, right? And so I started Orbis, you know, to, to sort of fill in that gap that we were experiencing in the healthcare system, because I mean, I can't find anything else that, that is right now, right? And these patients are still continuing to struggle. Absolutely. I think that uh, I can definitely relate as a healthcare practitioner myself that the weight is something that, quite frankly, injures and kills some people as well when mm -hmm. it comes down to it. It causes a lot of struggles in families and it causes a lot of um, a lot of issues for the individual as well as just cause a lot of frustration, I think, mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So that's, that's a phenomenal idea that I think you have and I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. Um, for the student, for the potential students or the entrepreneurs that are thinking that are watching this podcast, uh, did you have any advice in terms of um, how to get started, how to think up on these ideas, and how to get to where you are? Yeah, I think um, I think the big thing is just just starting, right? You know, I think that so many people, you know, we have so many different ideas now. You know, through our experiences, we're able to identify different problems, different gaps. And, you know, we, we think of a solution, but the problem is we don't act on it, right? And if you don't act on it, then nothing will change, right? Either you wait for someone else to solve it, or you go out after it and you try to solve it yourself, right? And so that's really what I did with, with Orbis was that I saw a problem, I saw a gap, and I just went for it. You know, the... I think what holds a lot of people back is that they care so much about what other people think or, you know, they have this inner voice telling them, you know, what if I fail? What if, you know, what if it doesn't go as, as I, I had envisioned, right? And I just think that that's not a, that's not a good enough excuse to, you know, not be able to help, you know, the, the thousands, millions or hundreds of thousands of lives that you, you could be helping, right? I, th I think it's better to just do it, right? Just do it and, you know, assess and see what happens, right? And if you fail, then you've learned something. You've, you've, you've taken, uh, you're, you're going to be able to take something very valuable from that and be able to apply it onto your, you know, your future endeavors. You're, the unknown is scary. It definitely is. So essentially what I'm gathering from you is just take that leap of faith mm -hmm. and trust your ideas. Yeah, tr trust your vision, trust your ideas, think it through, right? But don't think it to, to the point where you start to question yourself because that's when, that's when you won't get anything done, right? That's what will hold you back the most. Again, it's either that inner voice or it's that voice of someone else you know, that perception of someone else telling you that you can't do it, you can't make it, you can't, you know, you can't succeed in this, right? And again, I think you just need to put that voice aside, focus on what is most important. And, you know, of course, 
uh, at Orbis, the, the primary focus is, is our patients, right? Is the people that can access healthcare, the people that need healthcare the most, right? And I think that's what, I think that's what you just need to do. Um, kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, curious to find out a little bit more about your practice. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So, um, you know, like you mentioned before, you know, um, outside of Orbis, I also manage a, an inner city pharmacy here in Edmonton. It's our, uh, it's a men's health and drugs community members pharmacy location. And so we service a lot of patients that are, you know, that you know, we service a marginalized population. Right. You know, patients that are suffering from homelessness, patients that are suffering from positive HIV status, patients that are suffering from opioid dependencies. Right. And we see this on a and we see these patients on a daily basis or, or a quite frequent basis. Right. And we follow up with them quite regularly. And so in this practice, you know, we we not only act as pharmacists, right, you know, checking prescriptions or what, you know, a lot of people might perceive to be the case. We truly go above and beyond for, for our patients. And, you know, one example is um, just helping patients find housing, right? So we work with many different great organizations, including, um, you know, our in internally founded organization, organization, Mint Communities, you know, that aims to house patients that again are suffering from from homelessness you know have complex medical needs you know need that consistent follow-up right and you know we are able to we're, we're very fortunate to be able to you know uh, provide housing for for some of these clients and provide that medical follow-up that, that they often require right and so this practice has just has completely changed the way that I think about healthcare and the way that I think about pharmacy, right? It made me realize that, okay, well, you know, even in a scenario where we're able to solve all of a patient's medical problems, right, and medical concerns, it doesn't mean anything if they don't have a roof over their head, Absolutely. right? It doesn't mean anything because they have other concerns, they have other priorities, right? There is no good place to, to store their medications, right? If they're homeless, right? So it doesn't mean anything. And, you know, oftentimes, you know, in school, we, we were taught this principle of patient-centered care, right? What, what is that? What is patient-centered care? In school, we're taught a lot about how, you know, you got to focus on the patient's goals of therapy, you got to focus on the patient's needs, right? But what does that actually mean in context? And in, in my practice environment, what I've learned is that it's about deploying empathy and it's about deploying patience. Right? And so one good example of where this was, this was a case was, you know, I, I remember um, this patient that, you know, didn't want to, you know, um, the, the patient had a positive HIV status, right? They didn't want to start medication therapy even though they knew that this could have potentially save their life, right? Or, you know, potentially prolong their life, right? They just refused, right? And as a healthcare provider, you're like, you know, what the heck, right? You want to, like, you, don't you want to, don't you want to live longer? And sometimes that answer is not always what we think it is, right? You know, what, what does that mean if they're struggling, 
right? Every day with financial barriers, with homelessness. What is what is what does living longer actually truly mean, right? And it takes a lot of time to understand the patient's perspective, the patient's opinions, why they their beliefs, right? And if you try to just continue to push, you will get a lot of pushback. It won't lead you anywhere. And so it's about listening. It's about taking the time to listen to their, to their, to their thoughts and helping them through their, the struggles that they're dealing with, helping them through their priorities until you're able to get to a point where the patient actually trusts you. And that trust takes Sometimes it can take years to establish, right? And so fortunately for this patient, the, that trust was eventually established and you know, now they're on um, antiretroviral therapy. That's, that's an amazing story. Thank you again for sharing that. Um, working with this sort of population, I, I can understand that it must, be, must have a lot of struggles, it must be quite difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I can imagine it's a lot of work that you take home as well with you in terms of heavy mind, thinking about things that you need to do as well as just facing all the challenges you see every day. Um, did you, when you were a young aspiring professional in school, is this the sort of practice that you envisioned yourself working in? I can't say I, I did envision that at the time. I didn't know, like I, <clears throat> like a lot of other you know, students, I you know, went into pharmacy. I, I got my first job at a community pharmacy, corporate community pharmacy, and and I saw what that practice looked like, and I thought, wow, like this is this must be what you know community pharmacy is like, right? And then once I got into this, um, when I once I got into uh, this position as a student, I started to see the true value we can bring to the table as as pharmacists, and I just I keep seeing that every single day now. Right. And you know what? You're right. Like it's not as as you know great as it sounds sometimes, right? You know, being able to help our patients every single day, it can be very challenging as well because you hear about these stories that are so disheartening, right? About how people are treated or about what life events, you know, um, certain people had to go through, unfortunately, right? And, and the struggles that, that come along with it. And that is so hard to, to let go of. And, and um, you know, I think that to this day, if I had to be honest, I, I still take a, a lot of that home with me, right? And I'm not, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been able to find exactly, you know, find, find, the, find the way to really break away from that. Um, just because of the the sheer amount of um, you know things that we see on a daily basis, right? Um, I actually, a lot of us are, a lot of, we are all human, and I think that as humans, we we'll also make mistakes. Something that I've been kind of wondering to wanted to ask you is, you have gone, you you have so much success in terms of having your your own company, running an extremely busy pharmacy, as well as publishing your own book, um, kind of. Taking a look at the other side of things, um, have you ever felt or experienced failure anywhere in your career? And anything that you would say would be a big failure in your in your life in your career, where you have to take a step back? Yeah, you know what I, I think that I just like anyone else, I experienced tons of failure. Right, uh, I'm I'm not afraid to talk about them whatsoever. 
right? I know this is, this is one story that I'll share with you that I think a lot of people might be able to relate to, right? I think a lot of people just don't know this about me as well, too. So in my first year of university, right, I almost got kicked out of university. I almost failed, right? I, at that time, I went from high school to university having that mindset where I did so well in high school, I can ace this university. I didn't study. I didn't care. I didn't go to class, right? And, um, you know, it taught, like, after I got a lot of my marks back, I realized what, what life is really about, right? If you don't put in effort, you don't get anything in return, right? That's, it's, it's just that simple. And after that experience, it just completely shook me because at that time, I also, at that same time, I also, um, you know, my, I lost my grandmother around that time, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, I, uh, I was just like, I think that may be thinking back. I think that might be one of the reasons why I, I just didn't care in first year university. I was, you know, I was just so disheartened by it. And after, after I completed the first year, I fortunately didn't get kicked out of university. So I took that as a learning opportunity to push myself harder next year because I realized, well, you know what? Um, my grandmother passed away and, you know, on, on her, on her deathbed, I told her I would provide for my mom. I would take care of my mom. Right. And I realized that I needed to do whatever it took to, to go ahead and do that. I needed to do whatever it took to, to make sure that I was able to provide for her. Right. So second year came by, I, I studied so hard, you know, I, I just completely put everything uh, in on school. And even then I didn't do that great. Right. I, I had a, you know, I had a, like an av what I consider an average GPA. Right. And again, I was so disheartened by that. Right. Because I was like, wow, I put literally put everything that I could into this and this is what I got from it. Right. And so I, I was actually at a point where I almost thought about not even applying for pharmacy. Actually, I remember actually this one incident where I was sitting in my biochemistry class and I was, I texted my sister and I was like, I don't know if I should go into pharmacy. I don't know if I should apply. My, my friend is going into this, the nursing program. Maybe I should apply with him. And I remember at that time, she almost responded right away. And she said, no, right? No, like you're gonna, you're gonna keep trying, take another year. And, uh, that, I think that moment was such a life changing moment for me because it made me, it like, like basically if she told me yes, I would probably not be here right now. I would have just went into the nursing program. But she told me no. And that meant that, okay, no, then I need to really just, I need to give it everything I could. So I remember in my third year of university, I, I literally, all I did was study. I was sleeping one, two hours every night. And I remember I would actually, I would, <laughs> I would sleep at 12 o'clock. And then my mom would get up for work at two o'clock in the morning. I would ask her to wake me up at two o'clock and I started studying from two to seven o'clock. I went to school. I was on the LRT studying during my, during my train ride there. I, w I went to all my classes, uh, in between, if I had any breaks, I would study. That's all I did. I gave up everything else. I put 
friendships on hold. I put, you know, I actually got to a point where I put my own health on hold, right? And I just invested everything into it. And believe it or not, that summer, I remember, um, I remember there was this forum where people could check when they got into the pharmacy. A lot of people were getting in already, right? And it was, it was like end of June or end of July where I called the faculty and I was like, Hey, you know, uh, I applied for pharmacy. Can you tell me where I am on the wait list? Cause I didn't get an acceptance letter yet. And, um, I remember I was speaking to a uh, representative at that time, uh, Ray, Ray Beaumont, and she told me you're number 25 right now, right? This was end of July. And I was like, Oh my God, like 25, like, and she was like, yeah, there's no more offers on, on the table, right? And we've already sent out all the offers. I was like, holy, like I, I might not get in this year. And I was, um, I was just, I was so anxious that summer. I kept checking every single day. I was like, when will I get in? I kept calling her. Ray probably got super annoyed at me at some point. And um, I remember came second week of August, I called one last phone call. And I was like, where am I on the list? You're number one on the list right now. You need one person to drop out in order for you to get in. And I was like, my God, <laughs> like three weeks, three weeks left, right? And I was like, oh God, like so much anxiety. So I waited, waited. And on, I think it was August 25th, I got a text message from my sister. So give you some background. That summer, I actually applied for a job at the, the company that my sister works for, uh, Canadian Western Bank. And at that time, it was between me and one other university student for this one position. I didn't get the position that summer. The other student got it. Well, my sister texted me on, again, I believe it was August 25th. She said, hey, guess what? That student that ended up getting your position, she got into med school. So she's dropping out of pharmacy. And I was like, my God, what? <laughs> and it was so incredible because I was like, oh my God, like this is really happening. So for the next like five or six days, I was like, I was like, okay, when is this, when is it gonna happen? Like, is, is she gonna drop out? What if she changes her mind, right? I remember September 1st, 9 a.m. I got a, I got an email from Ray. This was the day before pharmacy school was supposed to start. She was like, congratulations. You know, we want to welcome you to the program, right? And I was like, I was just, I was shocked. I thought I was dreaming, right? I thought I, I literally ran down, hugged my mom, just completely, speechless right? and she thought something was wrong actually she was like what was wrong right and um literally we just both cried together right and it was so incredible right and that experience made me realize okay even though i was like i failed i had failed right i really failed if i put my mind to anything i will make sure that i can carry it out to, to completion and I will invest everything. I'll put everything on the line just to make sure I get to that point, right? And it taught me, it taught me that if you don't go after what you want, it can be taken away at any point in time, right? If I didn't, you know, change my mindset, if I didn't start putting in a lot of work, I would have, I would have had this opportunity taken away from me completely, right? 
So it gave me perspective is what it offered me. It's a beautiful and inspiring story. Thank you. It really yeah. is. Um, just for the record, I'm yeah. glad you didn't go into any other faculty. <laughs> this is how you end up. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you had to go through quite a few hurdles to get here. But um, based on what, what I'm gathering is just you, you're headstrong. Once you set that target, you're all into that target. You're, you focus on doing only what you want. Mm -hmm. And then initially, from what I understand, initially was to provide for the family. It still is always in the background of, mm -hmm. your, of your goals. And then it's sounding like then you realize that there's that need in a healthcare system. So you're starting to try to bridge that. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that there are other things as well that you've, you've started feeling that need to be bridged. For example, um, sort of switching up, switching gears a little bit in terms of your book. How did you, despite all these things going on, your, your busy workload, your, uh, your family life, and then uh, everything else that's going on with Orbis, how did you fit in writing a book in there as well? <laughs> I, um, I didn't have much of a life when I was a, when I was a student. Again, I was so focused on my goal. My goal is to provide for my, for my mom, right? Provide for my family, right? And, and all of my loved ones that have been able to support me, right? And so I knew that I needed to do everything that I could to reach this target, right? Reach this vision. And at that time, what I did was, you know, I gave up on, you know, going on the weekends, right? I gave up on a lot of different things that, I didn't, that didn't sort of fit that pathway that led me up to this objective, right? This goal, right? And so throughout my third year and fourth year of pharmacy school, I was, I started writing, writing this book alongside with, um, you know, other, other authors, right? And with this project, the, the objective behind this was that we saw that, okay, well, healthcare professionals, we're so good at treating conditions, right? We're, we're great at it. You know, you have high blood pressure, I'm gonna give you this pill, it'll solve your problem, right? But then we're like, wow, we need to take a step back and think, how do we prevent that person from getting, uh, you know, diabetes or hypertension to begin with, right? And a lot of it is through nutrition. But what we saw was that, okay, well, you know, there's so much information out there um, and so little time, right? And the, the thing about nutrition is all of the information is scattered throughout multiple sources. So we, we, we really wanted to focus on filling in this void. So together, collectively, we published a, a book, The Healthcare Practitioner's Guide to Nutrition. And with this book, we have consolidated all of that information, all of that evidence-based medicine, the one resource. So this is how the project came to light. Thanks for sharing that. I would really love to explore that resource as well. And it sounds like it was a lot of work and a lot of thinking that went into that. Uh, sort of wrapping up our discussion here. Would you do anything different? If you could go back. I don't think so. Truth be told, I, um, I think that all of the failures, all the successes, all the challenges have all taught me a different life lesson. And, you know, like I shared with you today, if I didn't almost get kicked out of school, I don't even think my family knows about that, truth be told to this day. And um, I don't think that I would, I don't think that I would have gained that perspective. I don't think that I would have, you know, I would have, you know, been in the position that I am now, right? And, and I guess the, the thing that, um, you know, all of, everything has taught me is don't ever take anything for granted, right? Cherish every moment, 
work hard on every moment. You're going to encounter a lot of failures in your life, right? You can't let that dishearten you. You have to keep focusing on what is the most important thing to you, right? And put everything into that and just disregard the rest. Thank you very much uh, for taking your time again today, Joy. Uh, I hope that you were able to inspire listeners as much as you have inspired myself. And uh, thank you very much for sharing all these stories with us. And I do truly believe that it's going to be helpful for a lot of individuals out there as well, just to see that they can do it. They can do it. They can. They may struggle. They may face a lot of things, but they can make it. They can do all the things that they want to, and they can make their ideas come to life, much like you have as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much again. Thank you. Okay. Have a good night. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the first episode of an inside look. Joy has left us with some valuable lessons to think about. Do you have an idea? Take a leap of faith and pursue it. Face your challenges head on and always keep your vision in mind like Choi did and things will work out in the end. As you have seen, a lot of successes first come with struggles and failures. Don't be discouraged and continue following your dreams. I really hope to see Choi's vision for accessible healthcare for everyone come to life. Join him on his journey with Orbis Health at orbishealth.ca. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more episodes. Subscribe. And as always, contact us if you have any questions or requests.